Welcome to One Book That Changed My Life, where entrepreneurs and experts share one book and the life-changing principles they applied. In each episode, you'll discover business books past and present that are changing the lives of people just like you. We'll cover some hidden gems, some lost classics, and shed new light on books you thought you knew. Guests range from up-and-coming coaches, consultants, speakers, and authors to big names sharing things they've never shared on podcasts before. I'm Matt Johnson, agency owner, podcaster, and author of Microfamous. I'll be your host for this journey through the land of life-changing books, so let's dig in. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to One Book That Changed My Life. I'm super excited because if you caught Alex Kuhn's episode, you might uh, you might know of our next guest, Daniel Botero. So he is a client and friend of Alex's. So make sure that you go back. If you haven't already listened to Alex's episode, go back and listen to that one because that was a lot of fun and amazing in its own right. But we're going to talk to Daniel about his journey of building his signature course, uh, the book that changed essentially the, the sales of that program. And so if you are in... The coaching consulting world, if you're a speaker author type, uh, at, some, at some point, basically, you're going to run across the decision of, do you build out a course so that you can have more of an impact, right? You can only have so much of an impact by uh, speaking. You can only have so much of an impact by individual or group coaching programs. At some point, you're going to probably want something like a course so that you can impact as many people as possible. Um, you probably, maybe either you're going to write a book or you've already written a book, which Daniel has as well as a best-selling author, maybe even have a podcast or you're thinking about it, which Daniel also has and is in the top 1% globally on that. So we're, we're speaking with someone here who has essentially run through all the same decisions that basically that everyone in, in my in my social circle and all of my clients have and has done most of the things that you've done or, or are thinking about. Uh, and this book really changed the way that he looked at his offer and, and quadrupled and maybe even quintupled the sales of his program. So this is going to be an amazing conversation. So first of all, Daniel, thanks so much for being here. No, Matt, thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, super pumped to talk to you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about maybe set the scene for us a little bit because this is a... Um, some of our guests will share books that they came across in their twenties or, you know, somebody the other day shared a book that came across when they were seven, you know, so they didn't have exactly, they hadn't even started their business yet. You were pretty far along in your journey before you came across this life-changing book. So maybe just catch us up and give us a two minute version of uh, kind of how you got to the point where you were selling a program to STEM students. Uh, give us the, the overview. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, like many of your guests, I've, I, I understood the power of books early on and I've read so many books that have impacted me. Like I'm sure people have covered like Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Like, yep. um, like the richer man in ba- the richest man in Babylon, all those books, like in the past have made huge, huge influence in my life. Um, but this particular book, um, I came across with a, by a recommendation of an entrepreneurship friend and the book was just so tactical, like step-by-step step on what I can do. And, and, and the book is called a hundred million dollar offer by Alex Ramosi, but the book is more like a roadmap, like a, like a playbook. And I really just used it and followed it. And it wasn't something like I would just read, I could read in four hours, but it was something that it took me probably four days to do like full, four full, t- full days of work, doing nothing else, but reading this book, reading a paragraph, executing, reading a paragraph, executing, reading the paragraph, executing it. Um, that really just shifted the whole marketing sales of my business, which just quadruple without changing the services that I was providing. Right? right. And it just made me look at the offer differently, made me understand the psychology of sales and marketing in a different way and, and really understand how do I make an offer that anybody that's my target audience will be stupid to refuse. Uh, and that's like the premise of the book. It's like, how do you make an offer 
that someone really has to feel stupid saying no to you. Um, okay. and, and that's what the book is. And it completely, like I've been, you, I've, I've, I've been using this methodology of his way of selling the offer for the last three months. And what I did in the last three months is more than what I've done in the last four years of business. So it's just incredible, wow. just growth. And I, and I can't give anybody else credit, but that book, like it's just undefeated. Mm. Okay. All right. There's, there's, there's a lot to dig into. Okay. So to give, give the audience an idea of just a, a tiny bit of your background and who your average uh, course member program buyer is. Yep. Yeah. So I started a Literally four years ago, I started a career. I, I left my corporate job working at PepsiCo. I was there for six years. Um, and I started to be a career coach. I wanted to be a, a public speaker, an author, but all about the career space and really wanted to help uh, minorities, first generation students uh, get jobs. So that's kind of where I started. I started trying to go speaking. Um, then COVID hit, that kind of all went away. Uh, and for the same reason, kind of how you started, I realized that I can go speak at a university for one hour, they can leave very motivated, but then the next week they go back to their old habits and not make it really an impact, right? And so that's where I started the course. I started an online course, which is what I made my book into just an online version of it. And it was just an online course, but again, people will watch it. They'll be better off than the speech, but I wasn't able to track the process. And so, so that's kind of like the evolution of the program itself where now Everybody that joins our program, it's assigned with one of our career coach. They follow our, our, our blueprint and then we follow their execution. And then we're a pay by performance type of company. So when they get paid by the company, we get paid. So it's called income share agreement, right? Okay. Which takes all the way, which goes back to the uh, Alex Ramosi, it takes all the way, the, takes the risk away from them. But if we have a great product, like we know we do, then we can both win, right? Um, yeah, and so that's yeah, been that. Which, I mean, that's basically that. That's a recruiting business model. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, if you talk to executive recruiters, it's it's very uh, it's similar in that way. They're taking a thirty percent cut of someone's first year uh, salary. They they only get paid if they perform. <clears throat> so that's the yeah, the, which you don't see much outside of the recruiting space, because yeah, most people are not confident enough to make that offer. Yeah, and I think the the the, the thing that's different there or backwards is that recruiters charge the company, and the company is the client. My clients are the job seekers. Yeah. And that's who I focus. So I have their best interest in mind, kind of like a, like a, like a real estate agent in a sense, right? Like, like yeah, or a talent agent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're representing the client. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, and that goes, that ties into how, maybe how you change the offer. So the big idea is basically make an offer that they would feel stupid to refuse. So that's the big idea. So you started working methodically through this. What are some of the changes that you made to your offer and how did you, how did you arrive at those? So a couple of things. First, um, when I first started the business, I wanted to be a career. I was a career coach. And at that point, I'm a com commodity, right? There's a million career coaches. I, I, my, prim my primary social media is LinkedIn. So there's a thousand, a, a million, right? Uh, link, uh, career coaches, resume writers, interview coaches, right? Yeah. So at that point, there's no differentiation. So as I get into business longer, the smaller my niche becomes. Well, because I realized like, if I make everybody a priority, no one's a priority, right? So I went from everybody, I help everybody, to I help only college students and recent grads, to I only help first-generation minority and international students, to after reading the book saying not only do I niche on who I help, which I only now help international students, but then now I niche also on the type of majors that I work. So I only work with international STEM majors. Right. And as an entrepreneur, my fear is like I am 
minimizing my market. Like that's like, why am I doing? I'm so stupid. I should be going after everybody. But that's a hard lesson to learn, to realize that when you're starting out and you got limited resources, you're yeah. better off going an inch wide, but a mile deep, not a mile wide and an inch deep. Right. And so that whole shift of mindset was a huge thing that I've been hearing over and over. And like this book was like, you got to do it. You got to make that move. Right. So that, that itself, like just changing my messaging around allowed to have better qualified leads. So that helped the top of the funnel. Right. Okay. So more qualified leads. Yeah. Got it. Love it. Okay. Uh, quick question. So on the lead generation side, you mentioned LinkedIn is big for you. Uh, do you also get just organic search traffic? I mean, international, you think might be a little bit harder to reach unless they're doing Google click, you know, and you can reach them with Google pay-per-click and stuff like that. So is there anything interesting like that, that once you decided to focus on international students, did that make the lead generation side easier, harder? Was it the same? Um, it's on LinkedIn is where I get 80% of my clients right now, organic LinkedIn traffic. I have a strong presence there. Um, and the LinkedIn algorithm, because only less than 2% of people write content, not only does my first connection see it, but my second and third connections have the potential to see it if it's a good post that has good engagement. And so I will actually say, no, I think that most international students, because they understand how difficult it is for them, their pain point is so much higher that they're actively on LinkedIn looking for jobs, looking for advice. Got it. Yeah. And that's the, the unfortunate part about a lot of the niches that my clients operate in is that LinkedIn doesn't serve that function for them. Their, their clients are not feeling the pain enough to where they're using LinkedIn actively. So yeah, my, what, one of the things that we've noticed in the coaching consulting space and other, other similar spaces is that the engagement in LinkedIn for their potential clients has, has gradually dropped to the point where the content that they put out that doesn't just doesn't get the traction anymore. Um, so yeah, you're in a very unique situation where your clients essentially feel the pain enough that you, they're they're in a space where you're comfortable. You can produce content and they actually see it. So that makes sense. So it clarifies that it starts to bring you better qualified leads. All right, what's the next? What's the maybe the next thing that you implemented? So the the next thing I implement is realizing kind of like um, differentiating myself from a primary doctor to like a heart surgeon, right? Mm -hmm. And so going back to, I'm a career coach, that's a general primary doctor. But the fact that I am a career coach specifically for international STEM students means that I'm better off at solving their problem, right? right. So that itself, right, just qualifies the lead even further. And then the second thing is I have to make take all the risk away from them. So understand what, what do they consider the risk, right? And the mm -hmm. risk is saying, well, they might like for my particular clients, like their major risk is like, what if this doesn't work for me? Right. Um, yeah. So I say, if it doesn't work with you, if, if we fail to not help you get a job within 90 days of your goal, right. Your goal may, could be graduation date, then you don't pay. Right. Oh, or like, or you get your money back. Right. So mm -hmm. like no risk on our end. Now we know we have a 95% success rate, which means that even if we refund 5%, it's, we're going to get way more sales by offering that yeah. than by not offering that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. That goes back, man. Um, I don't know if Alex Hormozzi is a big Jay Abraham fan, but it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like that goes back, back to, um, to strategy of preeminence, the, the guaranteed stuff that Jay Abraham talked about in a book, man, what was that? The, mid to late eighties when he wrote how to get everything you can out of all you've got. Um, I think I've got two copies of that book sitting on my bookshelf. I love that. So yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. You basically take as much of the risk as possible. It's interesting. You're, you're in a unique position where you knew you had the success rate, 
that you could make you like you weren't making the guarantee, but you were already getting the results that mm-hmm. formed the foundation for the guarantee. Yeah, it's interesting because there's people that are in niches where you have to be careful about what you guarantee or you've got to have enough of a track record to where you start to know there's got to be a match between the guarantee that you make, what you can deliver and what they actually care about. Because some people can't guarantee that it will work because basically you, you can put all the effort in and it's like kind of a, um, there's other factors in there outside of your, outside of your control. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. You're in a very unique position to make that and to have a track record that, you know, you can back up. But the, so the key, right. goes there to can they execute it, right? Cause I can give them the mm-hmm. strategies. We can give them support, right. But yeah. if they don't execute, it doesn't, it doesn't succeed. So by offering that guarantee and then the way that you have the sales call is essentially saying, as long as you execute X, Y, and Z, right? That there's some levels of execution that are expected from them. If not, then they can't ask for the guarantee because if you don't do, if you join the program, oh, right? Got it. Right. If you join, but, and you can say, Hey, like that's the fine print, but the question goes, you make the question to them. It's like, well, if this is important enough to you, will you execute this? If you know, you're going to get results, right? Yeah, totally. uh, because, and, and and I've never had anybody say, no, you know what? I'm not going to execute, right? Like it just doesn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what you'd risk is they go, hey, I executed and I didn't get the results. And you look at it and like, okay, well, let's work our way through. And then you find out they didn't actually execute. But yeah, at that point, you just take your lumps and you go, all right, we'll, we'll refund yeah, your yeah, money. Yeah, it's, it's not worth yeah, it. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah, it's not worth it. No, that makes total sense. But you kind of knew going in that, okay, but like we know if people execute. Basically, the gap is just, did they execute or not? And that's built into the sales call. So that makes a lot of sense. Let's take a quick break from the conversation. Are you interested in running a podcast like this? Then check out our done-for-you service and grab a 15-minute podcast brainstorm call. We'll talk through your podcast idea and the business behind it so you'll know exactly how a podcast can attract ideal clients and bring you 5 to 10x return. Schedule your call today at pursuingresults.com. And now, let's jump back into the conversation. Okay. Uh, anything else that stuck out about the book that you kind of implemented and worked into uh, your offer or your, your sales page, your calls? Yeah. It's also just like the offer, right? Saying taking all the risk away from them and then selling them more the vacation, not so much the distance, not how you get there, right? Like, like if I say, hey, you know, an amazing vacation in the Italian Amalfi Coast, right? Imagine yourself drinking wine in Positano, right? But then or I could sell to you, well, there's a nine hour plane ride. Um, you know, <laughs> like you got to go through TSA pre, you got to wear right. a mask or, you know, whatever. The, like, you're like, forget it. I'm out. Right. That's right. Strip search of customs. Yeah. 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 So I think it's, um, you know, all, it, it's, that was a really important, like how you have that conversation and how you understand their pain points and you focus on talking about what parts of your, like, a big mistake I used to do is like, I, I, I'm really proud of my program, right? Like, and I think most people who are listening and have a program, like you probably put sweat, tears, blood into it. Yeah. And so you want to share to the whole world that 1,004 features that you offer. Yeah. And the reality is that they don't care about the features. They care about the ultimate result. Like, hey, they want a job. That's it. Like all they care about how we get them the job. They don't care at this moment, yeah. right? Once they're in the program, then they'll care. But when you're educating them on the program, when you're selling them on the program, they don't care. And so that was a big thing is I used to come, I used to like over 15 hours of coaching, you get your own coach, you get your resume writer. We have recruiters from Google, IBM and Disney that will do mock interviews. Mm. They don't care. Right. Mm. Right. So it's ultimately going and making sure that in the offer, we simplify it to say, 
Well, we're going to create a customized strategy. We're going to help you execute it, right? And if you don't get a job, then you don't pay. Like, that's it. Oh, and you gloss right? over all the details of how you deliver and just Nothing. make make the big offer. Yeah, got it. Interesting. I, I went from having a fancy landing page with all the details, with bullet points, to like no landing page, no presentation. Mm-hmm. Me, and you, me and you, Matt, just talking. Really? And, and that's, and it went, my closing rate went from 25% to 60%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, so what role did the sales page play beforehand? Were you still taking calls and the sales page is prepping them and selling them on the call? Or was the sales page expected to do the heavy lifting of the sale without a call? So my, how my funnel works, I have two funnels. I have a, a an automated funnel and then a more conversational funnel. So uh, the, the, the one that has our best conversion rate. So somebody comes into my LinkedIn, they see our content, they like our content. So Matt, you like my com- my content. Um, i someone on my team checks who your profile is. You match our target audience. Mm-hmm. We reach out to you say, Hey Matt, notice you liked our post. Uh, thank you so much. How's your job search going? Hey, Daniel's, you know, struggling. Well, Matt, we'd love to give you some feedback on your LinkedIn. Um, and here's three things that you can do to help you get noticed. So I add value. Mm-hmm. At that point, 99% say, oh, thank you so much. This is great, right? Like, okay. well, if you found that helpful, I would love to invite you to attend one of our our group co- our group coaching calls, like our client. Right. And this is within the program. So you're yeah, basically so giving our, away a piece of your actual program, yeah. So they get to attend to one of our workshops and we have about six a week, right? So you can attend one of the workshops. And then at the end of the workshop, I said, any of our guests, if you enjoyed it and you want to learn more what it looks like to work with us, stick around, right? Yeah. And so we invite them to get pitched. At that point, they've already received two values, the workshop and the feedback, right? And then at that point, we say, hey, here's what we do. We simply help international STEM students. They're all international STEM students. Help you get a job. And if we failed, you don't pay. If you if you think wow. you're, if you want it, uh, we, we don't, you can't just sign up on our website. We want to have a one-on-one call to explore your situation, to make sure that we can help you. So, uh, here's a link to schedule a call with our team. Mm-hmm. Then they set up a call. And then the conversation is like 90% discovery. Like, Matt, tell me when you graduate, what's your major, what are you looking to do, right? And then from there, say, you know, if we can help you, we go, Matt, we can, you know, we can totally help you. I think you'd be a great fit. Here's Mm -hmm. how our program works. We will create a customized strategy. We will help you with with getting you visibility and get you interviews. We'll take care of all the interview prep and then help you with salary negotiation. And if we fail to deliver, then you don't pay. And And then they're like, well, you know what? I don't know if this is going to work for me. I'm like, you know, Matt, I completely understand. Um, that's a really big concern, but this is a really important decision that you shouldn't make this based on emotion. You should make this on logic. So why don't you try our program? And within the first 30 days, you don't think this will work for you. You don't like your coach. You don't like working with us. I will refund you 100% of your deposit. Mm. Take all of the way, all the risk away from that. Right. So yeah. I take the risk for them trying it. And then I take the risk for failure to deliver on the service. Hmm. Interesting. And it's a 90 day basically process, right? You want to well, it could be longer. 90 days. Okay. It's about six months on average because some people can graduate next May. And so we'll help them get an internship. Then we'll help them get a job. So it's not 90 days. If they don't get a job in 90 days, it's 90 days from their goal date. Right. So generally their goal could be like December, right. Or August. And then, so it's 90 days from then. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I was just kind of getting a sense of how much, how, like what you were asking from them in terms of commitment, how long they were looking at it in terms of um, 
yeah, weighing, weighing those two things. It's fantastic, man. It, yeah, it sends my mind spinning in some interesting directions with client stuff. But uh, yeah, it's really interesting that you essentially strip out what you're stripping out a lot is like in marketing terms, it's the mechanism. Like you talk about the like the mechanisms that you created, the the interviews at this, an individual coach, like all these things. They're the things that you know get people results, and they're, they're they're they are part of what makes you unique. So sometimes it's hard to give up talking about those things. Mm-hmm. But like you talked about with with the the book, it basically pressed you to make an offer and take away all the risk, which then eliminates you know the need to try to differentiate yourself with other things, right? You can differentiate yourself on the strength of the offer and the strength of the guarantee and the implied confidence, right? Which is interesting. Um, yeah, there's a, uh, I think there's some, there's areas where that would work really well. There's other areas where people want to know the mechanism. That's just really interesting uh, that you, that basically the offer outweighs the things that some of the things that make the program unique, basically yeah. um, you have to like give up, you have to sacrifice talking about the things that you care about a lot in order to talk about the things that only they care about, which is just the risk and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is this about us or about them, right? It's about them. Yeah. And so it's who cares what I care about is what you care about, right? And mm-hmm. you care about the result, right? Yeah. And um, and I agree with you. And I think that there's people who are like, hey, you know what? I still need to think about it, right? And and that's where you can have a follow-up PDF document that if you're an analytical person that needs to see the step-by-step, you can then send it to them. But we assume that they, everybody wants to see that. And we work so hard to build it and build this amazing landing page and this amazing service. And we add t- tons of features, but it's like, it, I mean, it's, it was really shocking to me because I'm like, I, I was the same way. I had, I would just sh- do a zoom call with someone, sh- spend half of the sales call, sharing my landing page and scrolling down with them. Mm-hmm. And the more information you give them, the more they have to think about. Right. It's like analysis paralysis. Like, okay, now, like, what if the coaching calls don't match my schedule? Like, what if? <laughs> all the- yeah, that's true. Everything you think is a benefit starts to get them thinking about whether that's going to work for them. That's totally true. And it's funny you say that because I have um, a buddy of mine that scaled up his agency into the multi millions I used to work from years ago. And when he was systematizing the sales and he turned over the sales to somebody else, which I assume you're about to do at some point, the very I did, just did. Yeah. Did you awesome. really? Okay. Yeah. So he basically took the way that he would present it, structured it, systematized, and that's exactly what he did. Like he would walk, he would basically screen share and walk down the landing page that the client was supposed to be looking at anyway, and then just explain or basically point out what they should have already read, but probably didn't because they're terrible. Uh, yeah. Cause nobody actually reads. Right. Yeah. And that's what he found worked the best was just walking through the landing page. That's hilarious. All right. Um, okay. So we can talk all day about this stuff because it's super fascinating, but I love the fact that you got that much out of the book and that it basically had that, like, we don't get a lot of people that uh, came across such a new book where it had such a massive impact right off the bat. I mean, that's, that's going to change how you essentially do business for the rest of your life. Always. Yeah. It's like, yeah. now when I look at a business and I think about, cause I'm a, like, you know, an idea person. So I, I have a thousand business ideas an hour, right? It's my wife who's like, stop, stop, like focus on this, focus on this, right? <laughs> Uh, now I literally have a threshold on what is a business? Because if I can't come up with the offer before I come up with the business, there is no business. Yeah. That's a great way to approach it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's uh, we could, we could talk all day about that. Yeah. It's, I mean, basically what you've done in for anyone that's listening, if you listen to my other podcast, micro famous, what, what you've done is you've got a, an extremely clear and compelling idea behind the business, right? We help you find a job. If you're in the STEM field, international students appear like just that you've got this perfect little, 
niche. It's not little in the, it's little in the big scheme of things, but it's big enough for you. Right. Uh, and then you have an amazing guarantee and together those things make a really great offer. Uh, and though, yeah, it's like you said, it's really hard for people to do both of those things that you've done niche down far enough and then figure out a method that you can actually guarantee the results of as long as they do their part. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not easy, but like you said, I mean, that's it just immediately boost your sales. So yeah, that's super impressive. I love it. Um, what's, um, for the people that are listening in the audience that are kind of your, I would say peers and colleagues, fellow speakers, authors, consultants, coaches, that type of thing. Who do you want to meet? Who should, who should reach out? Who should connect to you? Who's that, maybe that next level person that you want to, uh, to reach out and connect with you? Honestly, I'm really, I love uh, talking to like-minded individuals, people who are also riding this entrepreneurship roller coaster. Um, and so I'm really open to meeting it. If you're on LinkedIn or if you want to email me, I think uh, I would love to just connect and, and just share best practices. Awesome. Uh, and then, so Daniel Butera on LinkedIn. And then uh, what's, your, what's your email? Daniel at masteringcollegetocareer.com. Awesome. Well, it's easy enough. Cool. Dan, this has been super fun. I appreciate it. Now it's, it's given me uh, another reason uh, to go grab Alex's book. So I'm going to start diving into that. So thanks so much for being on the show. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rating and reviewing the show. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other entrepreneurs and experts. Every time you share the show, you're putting life-changing ideas into someone's life. Now, to get the micro-famous field report that helps you turn your expertise into a lifestyle business without spending all day on social media, go to microfamous.substack.com and enter your email to access it for free. That's where you get all my podcast episodes, articles, sketches, videos, everything goes into the micro-famous field report. So go to Substack, sign up for that today so you get that, and stay tuned for the next episode of One Book That Changed My Life. We'll see you there.